0: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I really want to share today's episode um, and, you know, on here and talk about just how to navigate through the ups and the downs with your husband, your spouse, your significant other, um, your wife, you know, your girlfriend, because life is hard enough. And, you know, like for me, my husband is my better half. He is more patient. He is more realistic. <laughs> I'm a bit of a dreamer and he keeps me grounded and humbled. And, um, it's just my reminder that, you know, when life gets tough, um, you know, as long as we have each other and we communicate, and we work through our problems together, then, things will eventually work out, you know, and I know that like it's hard when you're in a tough season, whether that be, you know, your new parents, you know, you're financially, you know, unstable, um, you're starting a new career, you know, whatever it may be, life happens. And sometimes we get lost in all of it, right? And we lose ourselves, we lose our relationship we lose what really matters. And that is having that connection with our significant other. And that's something that I don't really talk about on social media. I don't really talk about my marriage or, you know, my husband, he doesn't really care for social media. And so he doesn't really have like an online presence, like how I do. But Um, You know, every now and then I'll post a picture of us or a picture of him with the kids. And I just love, I just love watching him be a dad. Um, And that goes into the first tip on how to just navigate through the ups and the downs. And really that's stopping, you know, stopping what you're doing and taking a look at your significant other and seeing them for who they are and remembering why you love them. You know, it's easy to get caught up in work life, you know, kids and, you know, not getting enough rest. And, you know, you're almost on like autopilot and you're just like surviving, right? Day in and day out, you're going to work, coming home, you know, providing for the kids, cooking for the kids, cleaning the house, doing laundry. It's like on repeat every single day. I mean, that's my life right now. And Sometimes it can be very hard. It can be, you know, almost uninspiring and lonely, especially if you are super busy with work and you have your own interests and your significant other doesn't really understand or, you know, it, it's not their interest as well. Sometimes you can feel like you're drifting apart. So during times like that, where you notice that you know, you have both been very, very, very preoccupied with your own things. Um, you know, just take a moment, take a moment and come together and just see how you're doing, right? See how the other person's doing, checking in on them. You know, um, it's as easy as that, even though sometimes we're tired and we just don't have the energy. Um, it really takes two to tangle. And so The minute you stop communicating and you stop investing in your relationship with your significant other, then excuses start to build and you basically just don't make it a priority anymore. Um, And I understand if it's hard, especially when you have kids, I have two young kids and if anything, they never allow my husband and I to be in the same room having a conversation. They always want art attention. And so it is very hard. It is very exhausting. So plan activities, plan little things, plan, you know, just little things that you can do throughout the day to check in on each other, little things that you can do to, Hey, you know, I'm going to send you a text. Like, how are you doing? You know, I miss you. And, you know, gosh, today I had a whatever day and, you know, like just to con- continuously check in on them, send them little messages throughout the day and just keep that going. Because sometimes we don't have a lot of time to, you know, go out, maybe it's not in our budget, maybe we don't have a sitter. So depending on your situation, you know, it may not work out that way. But there's other ways that you can still build that spark and chemistry with each other without completely losing it and just getting caught up in life, you know, and just being on autopilot, because you can shut that off, you can shut it off and say, Nope, I'm not going to be an autopilot with my relationship, you know, like, I'm gonna make time and I'm gonna, you know, make a nice dinner. And even if my kids are (laughs) screaming in the background, like, I'm gonna get dressed up, right? I'm gonna wear a nice outfit, I'm gonna do my hair and makeup, and I'm just gonna look nice for the day for my husband, you know, so it's like little things like that. That makes you feel good, and it makes you feel like, you know, you are still trying for your partner, right? I think a lot of times, like, people think that you have to like go above and beyond, and you have to go and spend money, and you know, etc. But it truly is the small act of love, the little, the littlest things that we do, that make the greatest impact. It truly is, and that is something that I've learned in my marriage, you know, I am the type of person that I, I'm more, (laughs) my love language is touch and affection. Um, and so for me, sometimes I require (laughs) or I have a higher expectation and when I don't get it, like I feel upset. I feel sad. I feel like, okay, my husband doesn't love me, but truthfully, you know, it's the little things that he does that I don't, right? Like, you know, doing the laundry, you know, helping clean the kitchen so that when I come home from work, I don't have to do it. Like those are little small acts of love instead of like leaving everything out, leaving a mess, not taking care of the house, not taking care of the kids. Like that is love and love cannot be measured. And so, you know, sometimes we feel like our partner isn't doing enough or giving enough or you know like they're not present in the moment we have to really ask ourselves like what what are our expectations like what what are we looking for when it comes to our partner and the expectations that we are holding to them you know are we also putting in that much effort are we also giving it our all for us to be in a place of judgment you know? And so really being real with yourself, that's one of the toughest things, right? Because we never want to be wrong. I mean, that's just how we are. But the reality is that when you start to look at the small things that your significant other, husband, spouse, wife, girlfriend, you know, the small things that they do, that is their love. Okay. So stop holding, like expecting all these big grand things, like in the movies, you know, like that's just not how it is. And if it is great, that is amazing. (laughs) I'm jealous. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we have to appreciate the small things or else we won't appreciate the big things. And That is something that I have learned in my marriage. And to this day, it, it makes me, you know, love my husband even more. It makes me respect him even more. And it makes me just appreciate him even more because it's not about the big things. It really isn't. Yeah. It's wonderful if he plans a wonderful date night, but it's the little things. I mean, he, I mean, think about it. Okay. Anyone can plan a date night and it can be amazing. And then you come home and you go on about your week and you get the same kind of, you know, person that doesn't give you any attention or doesn't say anything to you, doesn't communicate with you. You know, that one date was so special, right? But every day to be home with a person that doesn't even want to talk to you or you have no idea what they're thinking you know, like, yeah, it's wonderful, but at the same time, it's not. And so, you know, stop having these expectations of, you know, your significant other going above and beyond reading your mind because they can't. trust me, i I am I have proven that they cannot read our minds because, you know, I used to think that he my husband can read my mind, but he I can't. So <laughs> and again, you know, it's it's really just the small things that they do that makes a greater impact than the big things that they do. And then, you know, one thing that I think really helps me and my husband when we are kind of going through a rough patch or we just don't really see eye to eye is giving each other space. I think it's okay to give each other space, especially if you are together all the time and, you know, we're still in a pandemic. And so going out, it's still kind of scary. You know, I don't like to take my kids out unless if I really have to, or like if we plan something that, you know, give each other space and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If you just go out for coffee by yourself or like go run an errand, you know, go take a walk take some space, take a breather, clear your mind. Okay. Because when you're with someone all the time, I mean, you start to nitpick little things, you know, that was how my husband and I were, you know, I was a childcare provider. I worked from home for three years and my husband, he worked, I think he kind of like rotated at first he was working weekdays and then he went to weekends so that he can help me with my daycare when I had, when we had our first kid. And then when I had my second, um, you know, he was laid off and he was home with me, helping me. He was basically helping me in my business, you know? And it was great. It was really, really great to have his help. But at the same time, we like different things and we have different expectations. And a lot of times we butt heads, we did not see eye to eye. And I just felt like, wow, like, I, I don't think, this is going to work, right? But how do you fire your husband? I didn't, but eventually we both just realized that, okay, this business is not for us. It's not for our lifestyle. And the biggest thing is that we cannot work together because we are two totally different people. And so, you know, eventually I closed my daycare and started a new career, but realizing that, okay, we cannot work together because we're both very strong in a sense where, you know, like I like things a certain way and he likes things a certain way. and not saying that one is right and one isn't, but it's just hard to work with, you know, someone who doesn't truly understand your vision and vice versa. And so, um, you know, that was also something that I realized too, is that we needed that space. We needed that time apart you know, I need my own thing and he needed his own thing, you know? And so it's okay to realize that, you know, your marriage, yes, at the end of the day, you come home to each other, but you don't have to do everything together. You don't have to be a hundred percent invested in what your husband is doing or his interests, his likes, you know, of course, acknowledge it and respect it and support it, but you don't have to do what he's doing. You don't have to like everything that he likes and vice versa, you know, and it's okay, And so, you know, during that time, when we are going through the ups and downs of like my daycare business and just kind of dealing with each other's personalities, like during that time, it was, it was tough. Right. But now looking back, I am grateful for that experience because I realized, you know, how we both are when it comes to parenting, how it comes to, you know, owning and operating a business working together, you know, I mean, we had a lot of fun, and it was a great experience. And I wouldn't want to experience it with anyone else. But would I do it again? No. <laughs> you know, I love my new job and the space that, you know, I get, you know, just to kind of have that balance. Um, and you know what, distance makes the heart grow fonder. That quote is very, very true. <laughs> And then my last tip, it's a fairly a simple one. And that is just to have fun with each other. You know, like, when is the last time that like you and your husband just did something fun? You know, I, I think my husband, he has a really, really great sense of humor. And I do too. Like, I think that's something that we have in common is that we're both, we don't take life too serious. We're not, we're not really competitive people. We're super easygoing, outminded minded people, um, outgoing people, not outminded, <laughs> outgoing people. And, um, you know, it's, we just have so much fun with each other, you know, like I can truly be myself and, you know, I never judge him. I, I just, it's just, we have a lot of fun and even when we're out and, you know, like, <sighs> you gotta have those fun moments together because if you don't, life will just pass you by and you just will never truly find that joy, you know, and so having fun with each other, going on date nights, you know, having a movie night with the kids and, you know, just having that intimacy together and I don't know, I, I don't really know how to describe fun because I think we all have our own version of it. But I guess what I mean is just to do the things that you love together more, you know, so whether that be staying home and binge watching a Criminal Minds episode or forensics episode or whatever it is, do it, do more of what you love together. Okay, that is my last tip. Because I'm telling you, life is short and you know life should be lived we already work so much you know with our jobs with our businesses you know um building foundation for our kids futures you know it's like you gotta do more of what you love and do it with the people that you love right so I think for me and my husband, we're homebody people. (laughs) We don't mind staying home. Um, We also love being with family. And so I think just doing things like that makes us truly happy. And it just keeps our marriage in a good place because not only are we, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes things are rough and we have to kind of work through, you know, little like disagreements and stuff, but at the end of the day... what brings us back together is remembering that this is our life and we have to make it the best that we can, you know, with the, excuse me, with the ups and downs, you know, we have to make it the best that we can and give it all that we can because we only have one life. And not only that, but our kids are watching, you know, and I want my kids to grow up and see our relationship and You know see the love that we have for each other because for me growing up like I never saw that you know my dad he had two other wives and so if anything I think I I think I saw more pain and loneliness with my mom and I always wondered like what it would be like you have a dad that was there full-time that didn't have to tend to his other families and you know growing up was really hard you know and I, I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone but you know that's that's what I saw you know and even when I like was older and I was a teenager and I wanted to like to work and things like that like even asking my dad for a ride to work like I he wouldn't even do that for me and so you know, his, I felt like his love came with conditions with us and with my mom. And like I said, I've never shared this with anyone before and, or how I felt. Um, but that was how, you know, my, my relationship with my dad was, you know, it was love, but with conditions. And so I just want my kids to not ever go through that and to feel that love, that unconditional love and to see that, it is the most amazing and powerful thing. And the only thing that we need in life really is love. And so that is where I'm going to end this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, I hope that you have a wonderful day and thank you so much for listening. Bye.